Welcome to 4020 Adults Only Edition. I'm Helen Hip. And I'm Justin Carter. We're two designers and weirdos and friends, and every other week we get together to talk about design. Sometimes this is design as a discipline, think logos, platforms, color, typography. Other times this is just regular news or things happening in the world that we look at through the lens of design. Today we talk reverse psychology design and Olivia Rodrigo's album cover. We hit the California vaccine lottery jackpot. And we try not to trip on the cracks in our social cement. (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned, we clearly have a lot to cover. Let's get started. (laughs) Wow, I just realized my pants match my chair. I'll show you later, it's pretty cool. Like I got new purple pants, and so like my chair is purple. I'm at my I'm at my mom's house, and she has like a purple cushion, Uh you know. So I'm sitting on. It's a perfect. It's a perfect color story. Um, (laughs) Anyways, okay, so nice. So I think the first thing I want to talk about, which I wanted to just bring up really briefly, or maybe we'll see what the conversation Mm -hmm. goes to. But I've been listening a lot to Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know if you've been listening to that album. Okay, I want to hear your hot take because I've been a little bit wary. Been a little okay. bit wary because everybody on the internet is like, she's like the new it pop sensation. Blah, blah, totally. Blah. I mean, I think um, I think part of me, part of me, the interest that I feel in her, part of me feels like, basically, like, you know, like almost like because I haven't really been out in a year, I haven't seen anyone. I'm not like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's all this stuff that like I'm kind of like, am mm-hmm. I just? becoming super normy do you know what I mean like have I just like lost <laughs> like I'm sort of like I like heard the album and I was I've like lost touch wow, with myself. like I was like wow this is like pretty good you know and I was like wait a minute I was like do I not like know the difference anymore do you know what I mean like I think like I would have like do I not know what good is <laughs> right like have I just totally lost all you know ability to tell the difference or like you know what I mean like this ability to make these differentiations like as a culture like a sort of like you know, like, youth culture is all about sort of making these, like, fine level sort of, like, Mm -hmm. decisions, you know what I mean? Sort of, like, being like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is, like, a certain type of pop punk that I listen to, and this is a certain type of pop punk that I don't listen to, you know what I mean? Or, like, different kinds of metal, or different kinds of whatever. It's all about, like, liking one and not liking another. Anyways... Right. I think that I th- I think the album is really good. Um, it has like some really. <laughs> wait. Okay. Wait. I just looked up. I just looked up the track list. Um, I also kind of was like turned off a little bit by like her album cover, which is just like this is like, this is just like every TikTok girl ever. Um, and that's not fair. That's not fair to judge her in that way. So I will. <laughs> I will try to. I will try to like, dial it back. You know, but. First thing I noticed is like everything is in lowercase, which is a very Billie Eilish move. Good for right. her. There's some of that on the um, album. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Traitor. Driver's license. One step forward, three steps back. Deja vu. Good for. With the four. You. You. Enough for. F O R. You. Y O U. That's an interesting twist. Yeah. Happier. Jealousy. Jealousy. Favorite crime. Hope you're, you are. Okay. What is your favorite song on the album so far, Justin? Well, I guess, I don't, I don't know if we need to get into that. Like, 
<laughs> I like, I think they're all, you know, it's like, I think it's a feeling, I mean, I think in one hand it's a feeling of like, as like, I'm feel like, I feel a little bit just like, oh great, this is, this is fu- like, look at this kid, she's doing great, you know, like, but okay, the point, the reason I want to talk about actually you brought up the album cover um, is because one of the things I noticed, which I had never seen, I hadn't seen in so long, is that the artwork that mm. goes in the Spotify includes a parental advisory sticker. Um, I don't know if you see that in the bottom corner of the album title. Wait, really? Not not on uh, Genius.com, but... Okay, well, on Spotify on... and on a lot of places, like when you Google it, even... Okay, this is the thing. Even on... She sells a t-shirt on her website that has, like, her album cover printed on it. It has the parental advisory sticker on the t-shirt version of the of the album cover, right? So, like, in the bottom corner. Um, and I just think, like, oh. I was thinking about, like this thing that's ostensibly like design you know like i was looking in the history of like the parental advisory sticker because i think the design of the parental advisory sticker is amazing like i think it's really <laughs> it's really a vibe you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you're wait i feel like didn't like beastie boys or like somebody like riff off of sure this people have made cover. it people have made album covers of it people have made jokes of it like but it has like this perfect moment of like early 90s you know like there was this whole conversation like when it first yeah. came out where it was like almost mm-hmm. like it did the opposite of what it was supposedly supposed to do which was to like keep kids from getting you know explicit content or whatever like where it became like artists would be like oh Mm. you've got to get the explicit content sticker so kids will want to buy Mm. your album do you know what I mean like and I was just thinking about Mm. like Mm -hmm. design you know I love this idea of like a design system a a design like a a, I don't know what an experience design of this like sticker that's supposed to keep people away from something that like brings people to it and I was just trying to think of like other things Mm. that are like that do you know what I mean like what's another like mm-hmm. you know sort of opposite intended effect you know um thing like because it's like the look of it even like has been mimicked like it looks like it looks like a you know it looks like the CIA website <laughs> yeah you know what yes, i mean like yes. <laughs> I'm, yeah no totally totally i mean uh i don't know if you're familiar with um the cigarette packaging that is yeah. required in like australia or whatever where it's like gangrene and there's like pictures of gangrene Ew. like on the front of like the cigarette box and like heart attack. It was just like somebody yeah. exposed nasty heart or whatever. Um, and I think they all have to use like the same Pantone like ugly green color too for like the background color of the packaging. It's like Whoa. there's like seven different designs. And like I have never really I've never really been into cigarettes, never really understood cigarettes as, like, an allure, because, like, any, the, the, like, four or five times, like, I tried one when I was, like, wasted, I just remember being, like, I don't get it, like, what? Um, but, like, when I saw, like, the whole set of, like, packaging, like, in Australia, I was, like, I kind of want to buy them, because it kind of <laughs> looks sick, like, like, how tight is this? Like, this is, like, gory-ass, like, horror movie. Right, right, it just looks, like, so And, like, like maybe so that's brutal. just me, but... Yeah, it's right. like so real. It's raw, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. So I did some like research into the history of the uh, of the parental advisory sticker, and one of the things that I found interesting about it too is that it is not well. There's no credited designer for it. Like it was made by this like 
industry mm. organization uh, that was trying mm-hmm. to kind of like, it was like a moral panic kind of thing, like keep these. In, in the beginning, one thing that I wish they would bring back, in the beginning it had a rating system that like would mm. say what the lyrics were about. Like it would be like rated V for violent content, rated O for occult. Mm. Like they would rate these mm-hmm. things, rated X. Like it started mm. with Prince, I guess like it, they were trying to legislate against a Prince album, um, which is yeah, like so yeah. funny to think about. But um, but yeah, but I guess they said that it's, 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 a, it's a design guideline. Like it's like not a, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's no official typography. There's no official, like, it's just like, it needs to yeah. be black, white, black and have some sans serif, you know, like you, so you can kind of do whatever you want with it. And every record label kind of like right. designs their own, but they're all really similar. So there's like tons of them out there. Yeah. Um, and there's no like official oh, font or anything like that. Like they've used all these different yeah. fonts and stuff like that, but it's totally voluntary as a thing. And so I was just thinking about like uh-huh. using, you know, it's sort of like, I don't know, it's like using the opposite thing to sort of get people to get into it or something like that. I don't know. I just want to like, I want mm. to think about like more, I, I don't know. I don't think that it's something that happens in websites a lot. Like, I don't know. There's like all these user paths, but there's not like, I don't know if there's enough research into like fake parental advisory type design mm. process. You know what I mean? Oh, but I kind of feel like, but I kind of like the are you 21 or older like uh uh-huh. dialogue window is kind of an internet version of that you know because like if you're like a 13 year old horny child and like you're curious yeah, but like I you think, know <laughs> i think the thing about that is that like <laughs> it's never not what you think it is do you know what i mean it's never like nobody ever puts that on their site like i, I mean i guess we could it would be like a funny thing to put on our website <laughs> But have no <laughs> pornography. Are like, you twenty one or old? Like and it would so just like explicit. Yeah. Or like, oh, you know what would be funny actually would be to have age demographic like like, you know, are you eighteen to twenty four or whatever and like have a website that serves up a sort of look. Do you know what I mean? Like have it oh, like <laughs> that's like dude, a color scheme and then, like, that's like tailored. Yes. Yes, and then if you're like 35 or older, it just defaults to like pure HTML, you know? That would be amazing. I would be super like into you that. Could, but you like could if you're under targeted. 18, it just looks like a TikTok, and you're like, right. what? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be totally. tight. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, if you're under 18, it's just like flashing. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I was thinking about that, just sort of these negative incentives, and I guess it kind of like... I don't know. I just think it's something. Yeah, I want to I want to like design something that has the opposite intended effect and then to use it to like employ it that way. I don't know. I just feel like there's not a lot of things that are like that. And I think it's cool. And I think that it's really intentional, like on their part, sort of marketing her work Mm -hmm. to sort of get kids and young people being like, oh, this is edgy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to have an edgy experience when I get into this. our main topic here uh, 
which is it's so sort of related. Good. I it's love sort it. of it's sort of related. Um, uh-huh. It's have you heard about the California vaccine lottery? Yes, I have. <laughs> I, I, I have you seen I the have, pictures? Uh, have you seen the images of what the Just lottery or the search. vaccine? <laughs> Just do an California? image of California vaccine lottery. Uh, okay, it's I'm, I'm so amazing. fucking pumped right now. You don't it's even pretty know. Amazing. Vaccine it's pretty amazing. Lottery. Wait, did they already, like, it already happened? They, they're they doing it now. Oh my god, it, it already happened. Well, no, no, no. It's happening oh. over time. It's happening over time. Um, oh, I don't know. This SF Gate article says it just happened yesterday. No, the first. Well, so, okay, <laughs> let me explain. So, California. So, there's. So, okay. so, California's doing this thing called a vaccine lottery where, like, if you get a shot. You're automatically entered into a lottery to win fifty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars. Like like there's like ten or twenty like fifty thousand dollar prizes, and then there's like a million dollar prize, and there's some other like smaller prizes that they're giving away. So they're gonna do like a yeah. lottery this week. They're gonna do a lottery next week, and then they're gonna do like a main like big push at the end or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, the images of like Gavin Newsom and people in masks like standing in front of a of a wheel and like doing this crazy thing it's just like it's so dystopian like it feels like i don't know it doesn't feel even hunger games like it feels too low budget to be (laughs) hunger games like it's like i don't know it's like hangry games or something i don't know what it is but it's like (laughs) i don't know what it is but it's it's so weird and the lighting is so bad anyways but i wanted to bring it up because there's all these states are doing these vaccine lotteries there's like Ohio's doing one, yeah. um, Oregon is doing one, yeah. um, and oh. what? And West Virginia is doing I, one. In and, West Virginia, right? And they're getting guns. Yes, and West they're Virginia, giving away. Right? Like, well, they're it's giving away it's all these sad things. Like, like one of the Biden things. Like one of the things that they're trying to do is like to partner with ride sharing companies to give people free rides. They're partnering with like people to give like. Um, childcare and stuff like all these things you know and guns and one of the prizes in west virginia is like college tuition it's all these things where it's like i feel like it's speaking to just like such a sad state of the country where it's like everybody is so yeah. broke is so overworked has no childcare, has no support has no way to get you know it's just yeah. like everything is so precarious that they can't imagine taking one day off in case they feel sick they would rather sort of gamble and hope that they don't you know like the idea is that they might get the coronavirus and be out of work for who knows how long you know it's like but there's a gamble it's like maybe mm-hmm. i won't get it you know what i mean like i just think it's interesting mm-hmm. that like so anyways i was looking at like so you know gambling with the virus our response is to like create more gambling opportunities <laughs> do you know what i mean it's to like maybe you'll win the virus lottery yeah. you know like <laughs> it's like oh, i don't know God. Yeah. I was just so anyways, I did it's, some research. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's just sad uh the gamification of I don't know. Like, oh, we'd rather we'd rather just we'd rather just uh just die if we get the if we get corona. Oh, but there's a lottery involved. Well, sign me up. You know, right. cuz like I care more <laughs> about money than death. Um, like, I feel like it's such a dark place, (laughs) but, 
But totally. that is the place apparently we live in, so, you know. But yeah, I was just, oh. so I did, I, yeah, I did some research into it, and there was an article I read, a Wired article. They're getting a lot of play on this podcast. Too much mm. play. We need more design criticism research. Like, we yeah. need more, re- we need more, like, better, um, yeah. more voices yeah. or whatever. But anyways, I was looking at this Wired piece, and it was like, you know, the title was sort of like, turns out vaccine lotteries work or whatever. And it, and it makes sense, you know, so they go through the process where they're sort of like people, you know, it's like this idea of like creating a too small of an incentive would make a lot of people just not do it. And like, how do you know, nu- they yeah. talk about like the concept of like nudging people into stuff, you know, like, um, yeah. And then also interesting, I mean, the one interesting thing they did in relating it was they also related it to dark patterns where they were like, there's this nudge aspect oh. and then it like, it goes into a sort of dark pattern where it's sort of like the nudge actually pushes you into doing something that you wouldn't want to do. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's like this thing where mm. it's like, if there's this big thing where it's like, I don't want to get vaccinated, let's say I do, I have the shots, but whatever, you know, like as a, as a hypothetically speaking, it's like a person doesn't want to get vaccinated and then they're like, but I'm poor and I have major reservations, but I'm broke as fuck. Like maybe I'll win this lottery. I guess I'm going to go do it. You know what I mean? Like even if it maybe Mm. is not healthy for them or whatever it is, I don't know, you know, I'm just making an idea, but you know, like, um, but yeah, it was just interesting. I don't know. I just thought about like, kind of like how, yeah, how we design these systems to sort of like, deal with public health and sort of help people and and think about like making the world better and how I don't know it's just like this thing of people just really like to gamble you know I don't know and why you know like what's the you know like what makes that so appealing and is that something that's like just based here in the United States or I don't know I was just thinking about how people gamble with Mm. their health and gamble with you know their or like their possibility of illness and possibility of their like health, you know, like it seems like mm-hmm. what a crazy, I don't know. It just seems like really out of whack. I mean, I think it's because ultimately we're all driven by money, right? Like we're all driven by like having to make sure that we have like food on the table and we have a roof over our heads and that we can feed our family and all of this. And, uh, it's, it's that, and it's also, like, um, how do you say, like, barriers barriers of entry, you know? Like, the way in which, uh, you know, vaccination appointments or, like, sites of vaccinations are are not necessarily aligned with somebody who has a more precarious work situation, right? Like, mm-hmm. somebody who, like, is a day laborer, for example, and, like, has to be out in the field, like, during the weekdays, you know? And not, um, there. I guess they do have appointments on the weekends, but it's, like, certain time frame, right? Not necessarily late at night or early in the morning. And those might be the times when um, someone who is working during the day, like, someone who is a day laborer and is kind of working from day to day, like, depending on this income day to day, like, those might be the only times that they're available to, like, receive a shot, you know? Um, I just feel like the whole system is in favor of those who have privilege. It's just, I mean, mm-hmm. as of course, but, like, it's, it's just shitty, you know? <laughs> totally. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just think about, like, designing you know it just seems that like you know and people they interviewed for the article they interviewed some like economists or people who were thinking about the econ you know sort of thinking about the economy and like doing things at scale it's like 
you know, this idea of just like, almost like the ends justify the means kind of thing. You know, it's just like, well, it's going to get more people vaccinated if we do this lottery. You know, it's going to get some interested. It's going to get people going for it, you know, like, but I don't know. I just think about like more holistic kind of like different vision of, I don't know. It becomes like a bigger kind of question. I, I don't know. I just wonder like, it's like economists and game designers kind of design this thing. And then economists and game designers say this thing is effective. Do you know what I mean? It seems like... I just wonder if there's like a way at scale, you know, just thinking about bigger political change or thinking about like defunding the police or racial justice, you know, sort of like if, how does a movement scale or how does an idea scale without turning into like a gambling game? Like, I feel like NFTs is like a gambling game. It's like you're gambling, you know, like art scales by gambling or speculation or something, you know, like, and it's like getting a lot of people interested in something you sort of have to create because you can't like, because the society doesn't just like equally distribute. It's sort of like one person's going to win a million dollars and it might be you is way more exciting than everybody's going to get $500. You know what I mean? Like, or whatever, you know, it's mm -hmm. like a lot more people will mm -hmm. sign up for something to potentially win a million dollars than they would to get to take home a hundred dollars, you know, like, or whatever, $500, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just think about like scale and, and the hard work of like changing people's minds or making people think about things differently. It's like, not that it's just like, mm. you know, it's gamify it. It's like dangle something in front of them to sort of get them to do it. And like the deeper work of like changing people is not happening you know like which in the age in the middle of a pandemic it's hard to do that longer term work you know I feel like it's just like I guess it feels like it's like emergency you know I don't know disaster capitalism or whatever you know it's just like it feels like it's like a constant <laughs> yeah. a constant emergency makes it so that like the deeper work can't be done so you have to keep doing a, a lottery. You have to keep doing these things because... Mm, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you're never letting the emergency abate or slow down or, you know, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's just something... I don't know. I guess, yeah, just thinking about a design solution, you know, like designing a game. I don't know. I Yeah, again, I think about this a lot. I think about games a lot and, like how that seems to be so much of a default in like a lot of user experience stuff. It's like, how do you gamify uh -huh. this? You know, like, I don't know. I just want to, I want a bigger lexicon. I feel like I don't have it. Maybe you do like what, you know what I mean? Like other design patterns that are not gambling and gaming. That aren't a <laughs> fucking game. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, yeah. It, it's interesting how a lot of UX principles are based off of the fundamental notion of incentivization. Mm -hmm. And I think about, like, are we truly, and I don't have the expertise, you know, the professional expertise to, like, fully understand all of this, so I could be just, like, saying dumb shit, but, like, are we truly that driven by pure incentive? Like, is that the only thing that we're motivated by? Like, and maybe, like, it's deeper than just incentive. Like, maybe incentive has to be sort of subcategorized out, you know, because I think there are different motivations within incentive. But it makes me kind of sad to think that, like, that's the only way that we are driven to make change happen or make decisions is through incentive. Um, 
and I feel like a lot of that has to do with with uh you know uh participating in a cap in in capitalism um right right because it's all about incentives supply and demand and you know all that stuff but yeah, yeah. I just I why mean, can't yeah, it I be I... why can't why can't we be motivated by collective good you know or like why right, can't we be motivated right. by like well like well like this number of people are going to benefit um if i contribute this you know or if i step back and whatever you know i don't know what the gesture is or what the action is but like if i do this then like 10 other people are gonna like benefit like why can't it be more like like that yeah i don't know (laughs) i mean i think it speaks to like an idea of like the difficulties of even just gathering a consensus around anything in this culture do you know what i mean it's sort of like everything Mm. falls apart like everything there's you know what i mean like there's something like yeah i just think that there's something around like they're you know just finding yeah i don't know i think i think like doing something like this it's like it's not it's not helping the deeper question of what's you know Mm -hmm. of the greater good or of Of like help like it's like it avoids the question entirely and just says like you could win a million dollars totally unrelated to this you could win you know like and it's not like it's not really you're not convincing anyone you're just sort of tricking them or you're just not or you're nudging as the article whatever uses you know like i think i'm very suspect of like economists or like economics as like a discipline um but Mm -hmm. like it just feels like the more that kind of thinking exists like the further apart people become because you because you don't have to do the work you know what i mean like because you can get to you can get to immunity you can get to agreement like by other means you know like and i just think that like i wonder you know if we can as as a group of designers or whatever try to imagine systems or processes or you know design interactions that that create you know what I mean? Or that foster more understanding and more uh, real yeah. kind of coming together versus versus incentivizing and sort of nudging and tricking people sort of against their right. best, against right. against their beliefs to do something, changing the beliefs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and actually, just just what we're just talking about is just reminded me of this. I just started this book. It's whoa. called on dialogue do you know this philosopher um, no i think it's david bohm um he was a quantum physicist and then he became a philosopher um but what what you're just talking about this like idea of like fostering like change kind of from like the root or, or like change from from like the root cause of like the kind of disconnect you know like it, it reminded me of um this this little quote here which is uh uh from the introduction of this book but it says for for david bohm the tacit ground is what holds a society together and here is where the changes he hoped to encourage must unfold thought is emerging from the tacit ground he says and any fundamental change in thought will come from the tacit ground repeatedly he stresses that a society that works requires a coherent tacit ground and that this is missing today um, shared meaning is really the cement that holds society together, and you could say that the present society has very poor quality cement. 
And I think that's like so <laughs> true. Right. Damn. Now. <laughs> when, when was the, when was that written? Yeah. I always read that stuff. I always read stuff like that, and I'm like, yo, this is so relatable. And they wrote it in like 1987. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think this was originally published in 1996. Yeah, so or I'm just like, I'm like, I'm always yeah. like, yo, this is right now. And I'm like, damn, this person was so prescient, you know, like, it's like, whoa, yeah. like, like what they were seeing, you know, it just feels like it's like, oh, my God, like, that was that's wild yeah. how well, on it feels. And I think how it's long, wild that like, he saw slow. that before. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's wild that like he wrote that and he thought of that before the Internet really, really, really took off. Right, you know? right. Totally like this and yeah. that's that thing where it becomes a question of like is it the internet or is it just us like you know what i mean it's like you know it's like it's like if that was <laughs> yeah. happening before the internet it was like oh we made the internet in the image of the people that we kind of already were you know what i mean like and that's mm-hmm. what we're seeing now mm-hmm. you know and it's sort of mm-hmm. like i do mm-hmm. feel like and maybe it's just because my because i've been looking at different things during pandemic i do feel like there's a lot of people who are really really trying to remake the internet in big ways right now like yes. there's a lot of small Definitely. startups a lot of people who are coming at like you know graphical user interfaces and browsers and you know these interesting kind of projects around deeper bigger kind of like interactions that i do think are really interesting i think that's been going on forever and i think it's my it's more like my perception of it has become a little bit wider but i do feel like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of um interesting stuff around that that is sort of trying to like react to what he's even talking about you know and sort of react to that same Mm -hmm. kind of thing and seeing it sort of placed everywhere with this internet that we have or with this culture that Mm -hmm. we have you know like I don't know I do think that's Mm -hmm. really um really interesting I wonder if it is sort of either it's a limit the limits of design or you know like this kind of thing of like what are these interactions like what are the spaces in which design happens in which people interact with it design can be such a broad term in so many ways you know like and i Mm -hmm. think um but at the same time it can also be like a set of principles and i don't know and that's changing and so it's like it strains you know i think in some senses sometimes it sort of strains the term to think about but like also at the same time like in what ways can it can design as a practice or can design as like a discipline as a as a as a way of making meaning and a way of interacting with people um Mm -hmm. like have deeper um roots you know like have deeper mm-hmm. you know function or uh, uh facilitate a, a, a deeper conversation or a deeper sense of empathy and understanding mm-hmm. or empathy but like just shared agreement you know it's like how could how could we make something like that you know or who is making things like yeah. that i'm interested to see you know yeah what that could what that could look like yeah yeah will be coming out about every two weeks if you want to get more you know what to do hit that subscribe button if you have any questions or suggestions email us at 40 trillion dpi at gmail.com that's the number 40 the word trillion and then dpi and don't forget to visit our website at designfreaks.cafe see you soon see you soon bye shh see you soon see you soon see you soon oh that's creepy